We begin with breaking news and a man has been charged with arson following a fierce blaze at a church building in Sydney's west. Dozens of firefighters battled the flames at Auburn yesterday afternoon, which destroyed a hall at the rear of St Thomas's Anglican Church. A 27-year-old man was arrested nearby and taken to Burwood Police Station, where he was charged with two offences. He's been refused bail and will face court at a later date. New evidence has emerged in the manhunt for killers in Sydney's latest gangland murder. A father gunned down in front of his son outside a Sefton gym. Security video shows the killers arrived early and lay in wait until the victim drove into the car park. Robert Ovadia has the story. Well, there are certainly a couple of aspects of the security pictures we're about to show you that are particularly unsettling. The exact moment Taha Sabah was shot seven times right in front of his son, sitting next to him in the passenger seat of their Mercedes SUV. The most unsettling part, perhaps, is that you also see the 12-year-old boy leaving the car to open the gate, and that means the gunmen were aware a child was there before they decided to kill his father in front of him regardless. And more security pictures obtained by 7 News today show the moment the assassins rolled up to elite fight force roughly an hour beforehand lying in wait. And when he arrived at 6.30 for his son's private training session, Mr Sabah unwittingly drove right past them. The police strike force says it is sickened the victim's son was there to see all of this. This new breed that have emerged in the last 15 to 20 odd years, they're brazen. They don't care about human life. They don't care about where they commit these dreadful crimes. And at a practical level, they're also very stupid because things like this paint a very, very big target for police on their backs. Police are looking into Taha Sabah's background to establish why he might be targeted in such a terrible way. But Underworld sources have told Seven News he was likely a victim of mistaken identity, that one of the many high-profile criminals who attend this gym was the more likely intended target. Thank you, Rob. A Queensland woman's accused murderer has finally faced a Cairns court more than four years after he fled the country. Rajwinder Singh flew to India just days after Toya Cordenley's body was found on a Cairns beach in 2018. The former nurse was extradited to Australia this week and formally charged with Toya's murder. This morning he faced a magistrate via video link. It was a brief hearing with the matter adjourned until April. Singh will remain in custody. Wealthy retirees with large nest eggs could be forced to sell their assets to pay new taxes as part of Labor's proposed shake-up to super. The federal government is under fire from the coalition accused of unfairly targeting older Australians. Jeremy Frost explains. Good afternoon. Labor's super changes are getting super convoluted. Retirees with more than $3 million will be taxed double and they could be stung again. Under the latest proposed changes, if rental properties or shares held within superannuation accounts increase in value in a given year, the gains would be taxed at 30%, but they're normally only taxed once they've been sold. Industry leaders are worried this could open a can of worms by forcing people people to liquidate their assets before they're ready to in order to pay their taxes. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles was out defending the plan this morning but wasn't able to explain exactly how it would work. We, uh, firstly, what we are announcing in superannuation is a, a very modest change. If the Deputy Prime Minister can't explain Labor's new tax on superannuation, how on earth 
are the Australian people meant to understand it. If this becomes law, it'll be the first time a tax will be imposed on the increased value of assets held within superannuation accounts. The federal government is still working through the detail of this legislation, which will no doubt take centre stage when Parliament returns next week. Qantas is planning to create 8,500 new jobs over the next decade. At the same time, CEO Alan Joyce says he doesn't regret laying off tens of thousands of staff at the height of the pandemic. Blake Johnson reports. In the shadows of a two-day-old Jetstar Airbus A321neo and a Qantas workhorse, the A330, Qantas Chief Executive Alan Joyce announced an enormous recruitment drive to replace so many skills lost during the pandemic. The airline needs 8,500 new, high-skilled jobs over the next 10 years and will take charge of developing engineers, claiming Australia doesn't produce enough as it is. The Qantas Engineer Academy will develop 300 jobs a year. Of which Qantas is going to need 200, and the extra 100 is for the rest of the industry, defence, general aviation and the mining sector. The CEO faced more questions about airfares, claiming again as more of the international fleet is brought to life, capacity will increase and so naturally should airfares drop. 80% of our pre-COVID schedule by June and we will be in 24 back to, by the end of 24, back to 100%. The Qantas recruitment drive will include 4,500 cabin crew, 1,600 pilots, 800 engineers and 1,600 operations roles, many of them at airports. So Qantas's decision today means it is looking to the future. The Qantas Engineer Academy will open in two years and will be located in either Melbourne, Brisbane or Perth. That decision due at the end of this year. Disgrace entertainer Rolf Harris is facing a fresh lawsuit over an alleged attack in Melbourne two decades ago. His accuser says Harris sexually assaulted her at a school holiday camp in Mount Eliza in 1982 when she was a 10-year-old foster child. She's also suing the state of Victoria and foster care provider Ozchild. The 92-year-old was previously convicted on 12 counts of indecent assault. He was jailed in the UK in 2014 and spent three years behind bars. The state government's announced a bold new strategy to stamp out bidding on rental properties. It plans to send undercover agents along to house inspections to ensure real estate agents are abiding by guidelines. Chris Ma has more. Well, in a severely tightening Sydney rental market, the state government has announced new measures to protect renters, including in the case of evictions. Now, Premier Dominic Perrottet today announced the package after meeting a Sydney family facing recent rental rises in costs and the prospect of returning to look for increasingly fewer rental properties. The Premier says the government, if re-elected, will move to a reasonable grounds model for evictions. Currently, it's a no-grounds system. That gives greater certainty to tenants so they can find their new home. It's been welcomed by tenants groups, but the issue, they say, is it will only apply to periodic or rolling leases, not to fixed ones. Fixed-term agreements ending really needs to be part of the reform uh, here so that it's actually effective and it has the outcomes that everybody wants to see. Today's package also extends the notice period for the end of fixed leases from 30 to 45 days and introduces a rental bond rollover scheme reducing the cost of moving homes. Now, the Coalition's renters package matches a similar one from the ALP. The Greens, however, say they don't go far enough. They want an immediate freeze 
on rental rises. New security vision has been released in the hope of tracking down those responsible for a home invasion in Sydney's inner west. Police want to speak to two men who may have been driving this silver Volkswagen with the number plate registration CT4. 2YE. It's alleged a home in Concord was broken into on Boxing Day last year and a man and woman were threatened at knife point. They were not injured. Anyone who recognises the car is urged to contact Crime Stoppers. Sydney city streets have come to a temporary standstill as young climate protesters voice their concerns. They're following in the footsteps of Greta Thunberg calling for the end of coal mining. Isabel Mullen has more. Well, meeting in Town Hall this afternoon, a few hundred school students braved the rain and called for immediate action on climate change. For the fifth year in a row, Sydney school students have walked out of their classrooms, marching through the city, demanding action on climate change. Looking to the government to reduce emissions and stop coal mining. Honestly, a lot of people came here because they're disappointed or they're angry, but I think a lot of things, including me, are just scared for the future. We learn about it and then they're like, oh, but don't worry about it, there's hope, but no one does anything. Students here say they are worried about the increased frequency of bushfires and floods across the nation. Since 2018, Australian students have taken strike action. The first strike happening after Greta Thunberg skipped school in Sweden, inspiring a global climate strike movement. Fridays for Future. Very worried about the climate. I've got my kids on my shirt just here, so uh, that's why I'm here. Of course I'm worried about the climate. I'm uh, terrified that the coming summers are going to be the hottest we have ever felt in our entire lives. For these guys, because they need a planet to live on. I want a home to live in. We need to make action now before it's too late. Climate protests are happening right around the country today. The first of a number this year.